friends, and welcome to a very special, very spooky episode of Coffee and Cream, a podcast about the college and young adult life experience through the lenses of two people, you know, living it. My name is Ray, also known as Cream, and I'm actually so excited for this episode. You have no idea. I've been planning this week's episode since summer, was it? Uh, yes. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Also, the new intro, tell me you loved it. Just in the little comments of whatever you're listening on, say you loved it. I loved it. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. Um... Anyways, before we get into the episode, Carly, what has been brewing in your life? Wait, wait, wait. Shh. Okay. Be quiet. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I got him. You em. got him. <laughs> um, what did you ask me? A brew? No, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk first. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Carly, also known as Coffee. Welcome back. We missed you after a long week. A long, relaxing week away, actually. A week hiatus, if you will. And I will. You know, I was talking to someone, mm-hmm. and they were like, I saw your Instagram post about not posting over break. I'm proud of you guys. Look at y'all taking a break. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, all right, um, let's That's move on so to anything real. else. Yeah, but it was very nice. So you know who you are. I don't know if you're listening, but thanks. Um, my brew. So I got to go home the first half of the week for our break. So I saw Kevin. God. I love Kevin. Kevin the dog. Kevin the dog. Not a family member, despite popular belief, of course. Kevin is a family member. Anyways, love her. She's perfect. She's doing well. I also saw the other two dogs. They're, uh, well, they're something. Saw my family. That was nice. I saw Anna, who is my brother's girlfriend. Love her to death. Oh, She's I love doing Anna. well. Big Anna guy. Big Anna guy. Um, so is your brother. And that's what I've heard. That's what I've also heard. Yeah. So I got back on Wednesday. I came back Wednesday. Ray left Wednesday morning, so I got back after he left. Um, so I was bored, as one gets, I suppose. Especially without me. Especially without Ray. I know. I'm not sure if you are all aware. She's obsessed with me. I am. I am. I don't know how I made it so many <laughs> days without you. We went... It was like 10 days. We didn't see each other at all. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Because... Okay. The weekend, you're right. Yeah, and then I left Thursday. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So I was bored, and boredom got the best of me. So I went and got my nose pierced, because what was one to do? Truly. <laughs> and where I'm from, it would have been somewhere from 60 to $80. I'm a college student, and I'm very broke, so I'm not, not paying for that. <laughs> but here, at this place near campus, it was 30 bucks. 30 bucks. that's a steal. Exactly. So I got it pierced. I ran out the door. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did not do that. I quite think. literally stole. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I don't know what else interesting has happened. I haven't had Starbucks since we got back. Oh, my frick. Last night, our entire campus lost power for three hours. Yes, it was quite an event. It's it, happened before, but like two years ago. Yeah, my freshman year, when mm. I was moving in, I remember the power, power would go on and off. But... This time it was something different. I was asleep when it happened, and everybody was, like, talking about it. So I woke up, and I was like, what are y'all going off about? Like, <laughs> no, give it a what rest. What is going on? Yeah, and then I also, I fell asleep during the daytime. Like, it was still light outside, and I had my lamp on. Because I was like, if the lamp's on, then I'm not going to sleep until 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I woke up, and it was still sunny outside, but my entire room was dark. And I was like, I could have swore I left that lamp <laughs> on. And then I went back to sleep, and then my phone was like, bzz, 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 bzz. Just like that. Yeah, it was really annoying. Mm-hmm. It was so annoying. That's why I put mine on Do Not Disturb when I sleep. Do you always have it on Do Not Disturb? Actually, is it on Do Not Disturb no. right now? 
Oh, mine is, but uh, it's because we're recording. Oop. Let and me get on that. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. You remember how angry we get when the phone goes <laughs> right as we're recording? That's not cute. Um, I think that's all for my brew. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Backtrack. Whoa. No. <laughs> While the power was out, I played Clue, like the board game, with some of my friends. It was really fun. We played the right way, which I've been playing the wrong way, like, my entire life. But it was mm-hmm. really fun, nonetheless. And I won. It was plum in the lounge with the rope Professor no plum? With, with the wrench professor plum in the lounge My goodness. with the wrench i think that's terrible yeah you know what made it worse what i was playing as professor plum <laughs> so <laughs> i was just a, a cold-blooded killer uh get help for real no Anyways, your turn okay for my brew i went home the second half of fall break so like wednesday through sunday i got to see smoky my dog Smoky, He's snick smack. Big, big smoky guy. Um, I also got to see my parents. My brother moved out of the house the Monday of the week I went home. So I haven't seen him for like four months, and I probably won't see him again until Thanksgiving or Christmas, which is interesting because we grew up together and now he's gone, but we have a free room in the house. So. Which is always nice. Always good, really. Yes. Um, I switched. Okay, a big, a big. A big event in my life is when I am uh, able to switch out the clothes from like s- spring, summer to fall, winter, and I did that this past week. And yeah, I, he did. And funny enough, it's in the seventies this week again. But next week we're gonna have highs in the fifties, which is exciting because I can wear all the clothes that I brought back. It's just so exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, I helped him bring those clothes in. It was a whole new closet. It was so. She's exaggerating. Much. It wasn't that Ray much clothing both of my arms were full of clothing right 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 right, right i don't right. have a problem but like everybody loves a good item of clothing am i right right also going back to smoky i texted ray and asked for a smoky pick and he was like smoky's no longer with us <laughs> and i was like whoa and he told me that the dog had died two weeks prior and then he told me he was lying like 20 minutes later we get back on campus and have a family dinner with Mackenzie and Laura, except Mackenzie didn't show up because she hates us. Yep. But that's not the point. Neither here nor there. The point is, Laura asked me how Kevin was doing, and I was like, she's good. Ray had told Laura that Kevin died. Did I? Yes. <laughs> it's I a, don't know when. It's an ongoing joke, because Kevin is old as, like, dust. Kevin has three of her four feet in the grave. <laughs> and I, I love her to death. I love her to death, dog, too. <laughs> My goodness. Um, yeah, sometimes I like to make little jokesies. It's all fun and games, so it actually happens. And I'm like, stop playing. <laughs> Car's like in tears, and I'm like, all right, let's be for real. Right. I'm going to tell him that Kevin died, and he's not even going to believe me. <laughs> right. I'm like, right, right. <laughs> um, also, for my final update, it is so hot. Keep going. I have in this to. studio recording. Yeah, the studio. whole library is very warm. Yeah, it's really hot in here. It's kicking a solid 75. Truly, I'd argue. What were yeah. you going to say? Um, if everybody will recall, the geology test that I took <gasps> and how I was stressing about things that don't matter. Did I already talk about this? Nope. I didn't? Mm-mm. Okay, perfect. I got a 92, which if you're unfamiliar, that's an A. Go, Cartley. Everybody cheer. Woo. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's enough. 
Uh, my Starbucks drink suggestion. <gasps> oh my goodness, y'all! My diet ended the no added sugar thing. Yeah, uh, I did. So I can go to Starbucks and get like a sugar thing. Can we get a honey bun today? No. Um, I right. went. I went sometime last, early last week, and I got the iced chai with pumpkin cream cold foam, and that almost took me out for the count. <laughs> there, it's, <laughs> it was so sweet to me. I'm sure it's like sweet, but it, it shouldn't be that sweet. Anyways, my suggestion is an iced chai with the pumpkin cream cold foam. It's very good. It's also a menu item now, but me and Carly, well, we we just about created the item for Starbucks. And we did. We did. Uh, my question of the week is, what is your biggest, I guess, paranormal fear? If you have like one, of ghosts? course. Yeah, ghosts. Ooh, goblins. Ooh. Ooh. Specters. <laughs> Phantoms, if you will. I don't have many fears regarding that. I'm going to be honest. I don't really believe in ghosts, and I feel like if I ever ended up with one, we would just be best friends, or it would, like, bully me. Either way is fine. I think it would be funny either way. Mm-hmm. But I don't particularly believe in them. But, um... I don't know. I've always had a fear of getting kidnapped, so stories about people getting kidnapped just randomly or they just disappear or the really weird kidnaps where they, yeah they like disappear and there's yeah. like no nothing tied to them or anything they yeah. just off the face of the earth or something no trace and then they just end up in a ditch somewhere and they have no clue what happened like the autopsy doesn't show anything mm-hmm. that'll that'll freak me out just just a touch okay i i'm also not a big believer in the paranormal but i am interested in it because it's it's just fun to me i if I am definitely afraid of the dark one, uh, <laughs> but also, if I was in the dark and something like jumped up at me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting here today. I'll tell you right <laughs> now, I'd have a heart attack and keel over there. You know what's really funny about that? What's that? Last night the power's out. It's already dark outside by this point. Went out at six, came back at nine. It gets dark around like seven thirty now. Mm-hmm. Ray goes back to his room. He's like, I'm gonna go to my room and do homework or whatever he does in his room. He comes back not even 30 minutes later, and he was like, I'm scared of the dark. And he looks at Megan. He was like, Megan, I'm scared of the dark. And she looked at you like you were... Daft. (laughs) She was like, right, right. But it's like a... It's a real fear. It is. But it was so funny because you thought the power is out. I'm not going to have any light in my room, but please let me go sit in there. No, literally. And I usually have, like, the nightlights and the lamp I have on... But, like, I went up there, I was like, why is it so dark in here? <laughs> Everything that I usually have is plugs into an electrical outlet. So, um, anyways. <laughs> okay, so on this week's episode, it's going to be a bit different because the spirit of Halloween. And I know we're almost a week early. Uh, whenever this is posted, it'll be... I don't know. Anyways, Halloween is next Tuesday. This will be posted this Wednesday. Right, so it was either be a week early or a day, or late. A day late, and day late is just really bad for me. Right, I like to be prompt. It's not a good look for any of us, honestly. No. So, on today's episode, I will be telling three spooky stories to Carly, who is, well, totally unaware of what is in store. And if she did read this, I told her I would drop her as a friend quickly. So, you better I be surprised and shocked. Okay, I didn't read them. Uh, but I kind of modeled this episode after another paranormal slash spooky podcast that I listened to. It's called Scared to Death. It's you very... want us to be someone else? No. Okay. Uh, but this was the inspiration, so credit okay. where credit is due. So basically, I will tell the story. We will talk about it for a little bit, and then I will tell another one. Again, Carly has not heard any of these before, and she hasn't even seen the outline, so. <laughs> Should we make it dark in here? Um, 
Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, this would work great if this was a, a, a video podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Now we just have computer lights. Perfect. Thank you for making all of that noise. Are Sorry, you ready? Yeah, I had to stand. Yeah. Okay, so the story one is titled, I Knew There Was Something Wrong With Her. So, and uh, this story was found on a paranormal type of forum. It's kind of where people put their own spooky stories. Have you ever heard of creepypasta? Yes. It's like that, but let's say it's true. Uh, it's called, I Knew There Was Something Wrong With Her. Uh, so, it was Claudia's move-in day of her freshman year of university. Oh, what a fond memory. Uh, a day that is usually filled with excitement and nervousness for many students was no different for her. Claudia would be living in suite-style housing, meaning that it would be her and a roommate sharing a room, and then two other girls sharing a room, and the four sharing a common space and bathrooms. Upon unlocking her room door, Claudia was met with the sight of her new roommate, Iris. Something was off about her. and Claudia Something's already <laughs> off with the name. Sorry. <laughs> and Claudia took note. Her pale, almost ghostly skin was simply unnatural for the state of Texas, which is always best in sunlight. Everything is bigger in tes- Texas. Uh, while the first impression was unsettling, it wasn't completely off-putting to Claudia. However, after a few weeks of living with her new roommate, she noticed that Iris had a closet full of old-timey lingerie. You know what lingerie is, right? Yes. It's the <laughs> Okay. Claudia, uh, Iris had a closet full of the silky, long, flowy type of lingerie. The type that would hug her frame, the type that nobody wore anymore, because, obviously. Uh, she also noticed that her roommate was never seen without her boyfriend. Wherever she went, he was sure to see, uh, he was sure to be seen lurking not too far behind, which, side note, if you are in a relationship and you <laughs> haven't listened to season one, episode three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Separate from your significant others. Anyways, uh, one morning, she woke to see her roommate lying in bed, surrounded by what could only be her family. They all seemed to be staring at Iris with somber looks on their faces. Claudia noted that her roommate looked sickly, even noting how she coughed weakly. Iris's family had left by the time that Claudia had left for class, and Iris lay alone in her bed. Moving forward, another strange occurrence happened when Claudia's sweetmates, Lola and Gertie, (laughs) came home to find a note on their door from Iris about missing some cookies. This was weird because Lola and Gertie had no clue what she was talking about. Nevertheless, they bought new cookies and laid them on Iris's bed. A week would go by with cookies just sitting there, and then, one day, they simply disappeared. Another occurrence happened when Claudia had gone, gone home for the weekend. Her sweetmate Lola awoke one night to hear music coming from the adjacent room and discovered Iris dancing to lively salsa music. <laughs> While Gertie stated that she had not heard any of this, Lola swears that she witnessed Iris, clad in red lingerie, dancing in front of a bowl of guacamole in the early hour of 3 a.m. Hmm. The story takes a turn for the worst about a year later as Claudia begins doing research for a school project. She was tasked with going through her university's archives to complete a project about student deaths. While flipping through the pages, Claudia discovered a picture of her roommate, Iris. Uh-oh. I, yeah, Iris. Surely this can't be. <laughs> she had lived with this girl for a year, but after showing the picture to Lola and Gertie, her worst fears become a reality. This was a picture of her roommate, the person whom she'd be a sharing, who she had been sharing a room with this whole time. According to the archives, the student had died in the very room that they now occupied over a hundred years ago, just two years after the school was founded. While the archives didn't go into much detail, it says something along the lines of, student found dead in dorm room due to complications from consumption, which, side note, if you don't know what consumption is, it's basically tuberculosis, well, it is tuberculosis, before they named it tuberculosis. Fun fact. Uh, Anyways, Claudia and her sweetmates were understandably freaked out at this point, but to make matters much worse, Claudia cannot find any physical evidence of her existence anywhere. 
She even looked in the school records, and there wasn't even a file on her. Claudia and her sweetmates seemed to be the only people who ever saw her, and thinking back, Claudia had only seen her twice in the two semesters that she lived with her. She had never received any calls from her parents or anything, and no one on campus remembers seeing her. A few weeks later, Claudia runs into her old RA, who never asked about Claudia's roommate, Iris, and she asks her, I bet you miss having a single room. Did Claudia ever have a roommate? Was Iris simply a figment of her imagination? This story leaves its readers with the question, who's real and who isn't? The end. I have goosies. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's creepy. I know. I <laughs> I haven't lived with a roommate since my freshman year. Same. But if I had... <laughs> when, if I was doing research for the school and I found a picture of my roommate and like student desk, I would be like, um, it must have been his great-grandfather because I don't like to think about things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Same that's, name and everything, of course. <laughs> that's creepy. Maybe he's a third. A f- yeah, maybe he is a third. Yeah, or a fourth, maybe, per se. I don't know, that's... If Okay, one of the other suite mates saw her doing the salsa. Yeah, like, the everybody in the suite, like, n- saw her, I would say. It's just that people, like, outside of campus have no idea who they're talking about. And that's even the, so weird. Right, and even the RA was like... <laughs> it's really it's really interesting the ra was gaslighting her <laughs> the ra said let's be real <laughs> <laughs> but the cookies thing that's a ghost writing a note is brave mm-hmm. like happy for her but truly uh like that. reaching through the veil i'd say to write that note yeah that is weird um also i thought it was interesting that claudia had the dream or i guess she saw iris in the bed surrounded by her family her sick family yeah like after that i would well number one if you only see your roommate twice in like a whole year there has to be something that's up. yeah that's concerning talk uh, to someone about that but also what if and hear me out mm-hmm. claudia was also sick and she was just like sleeping woke up was hallucinating a little bit a little out of it mm-hmm. and she just made it up you know like she thought she saw that maybe but she couldn't have been sick the entire year you know right i mean if i if i woke up and i saw that i would be like yeah that that's not real <laughs> yeah because i mean if you're sick on a college campus i don't think your family's just gonna come and like stand over your bed mm, especially in this day and age mm. i go to the hospital or something some people some people's families can't let go that's so real. <laughs> Anyways, did you like it? Did you like I the did. story? Good, good. Yes. Are you ready for a second one? Yes. Okay, so story number two is titled, My school thought it was a serial killer. They were wrong. <laughs> I, also <laughs> f- <laughs> I also found the story online, and it was written in the first person, so I'm going to keep it that way. And none of this actually happened to me. Fun facts. Fun uh, fact. <laughs> it started a... Oh, oh, it started about a week after the first snowstorm of the winter. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to start over. (laughs) It started about a week after the first snowstorm of the winter season. I go to a private university in the Midwest. I won't name the school or the state for obvious reasons, mainly because I don't want to get into any sort of trouble, though knowing what I know now, I'm not sure that's avoidable. Her name was Macy Belliani. I didn't know her. She was a biology major, and I'm studying theater. In short, our paths never crossed, and I never would have even heard of her if it hadn't been for what happened to her. Her body was found on a residential road, underneath a tree. 
A couple of students had stumbled upon it on their way to class that morning. The scene was horrific, and while the police tried to keep everything under wraps, there was only so much they could do. Word got out quickly from the people who had been there and who had seen her. Her chest had been open, not ripped or torn, but opened, carefully and with precision. From there, her attacker had hollowed out her abdominal cavity. Everything had been taken. Where she was found is a road that I walked on every morning. Only that morning I had overslept, and by the time I had woken up, she had already been found and classes had been canceled for the day. I had a few friends who knew of Macy Belliani, and she had a reputation of this sort of friendly but quiet character. Always in the back of lecture halls, passive but, be passive but delightful in that girl next door type of way. She also had a darker reputation. Macy was a dealer. Mostly weed, I think, but a, a few people also claimed she had sold them ecstasy. Oh. Mm, right. That's a good look, Macy. Macy herself was also a user, but of much harder things. Heroin. At least that that's what the rumors had said. She wore all black most of the time, mostly hoodies and sweatshirts, even when it was warmer. Call it human nature, but I think people always assumed she was hiding something under those long sleeves. As horrible as it was, people came to their own conclusion about Macy's death. The old combination of drug deal gone wrong and wrong place, wrong time permeated the gossip chatter of our dorm rooms. I know it sounds terrible, but we are college students. We already have so much going on. We like thrills and movie nights and drinks with friends and whatever is good and full of dopamine. The last thing that we wanted to think about was this terrible thing that happened to this nice girl. So we stopped talking about it and soon enough, people began to move on. That's when they found the second body. Her name was Grace Kessler. Her body was found three weeks later at a playground four minutes from campus. Her chest cavity had been carefully opened, her internal organs removed, and taken from the scene. What was different this time was that her head was missing. Again, I hadn't seen it, or I hadn't seen it, or found her or anything, but I had read about it and heard about it from friends. In fact, everyone has. This was big news. Anyone with a, even a remote interest in true crime stuff knew what this meant. Two bodies in two months, killed in the same area bearing identical trauma. The consensus was clear, and while the school was hesitant to push the matter, the student body was not. With all the commotion on campus, many people began to get antsy, especially the women. The two victims were women, and given the nature and, I guess, public understanding of serial killers, many of the women on campus felt they were at greater risk of attack than their male counterparts. Sorry. At the same time, our school's theater program had decided to continue with their theatrical season. The school felt that given the fear and tumultuous air over everyone's head, perhaps the opportunity for a little healthy escapism would be therapeutic for the hurting community. The issue was that we rehearsed every night at the school theater, until somewhat late, so afterward we would walk home in the dark. Many of us lived on campus, which meant that it was only a two or three minute walk at worst, but my friend Olivia had snagged an apartment at a great deal and thus lived about 13 minutes from campus. There weren't any convenient bus routes she could take, and her only means of getting to and from the theater was by foot. Naturally, I was afraid for her safety. We all were. I didn't want to overstep my boundaries, but I knew I'd sleep better at night knowing she got home safe. I approached her one night during rehearsal, but I wasn't sure how to approach the issue. I figured in the end this, that small talk would just make me seem patronizing, so instead, I came right out with it. I told her I was worried about her getting home each night, and told her that if she wanted, I would be happy to walk her home. I know that it what I don't know what I was expecting. But to my surprise, she loved the idea. Then she took my hands in her hand. She took my hands in her hands and smiled that smile that made me melt inside. Thank you, Alex. I'll find you after rehearsal, she said. Rehearsal ended two hours later at 10. It was a cold night and it had snowed earlier, so the road was cased in a thin sheet of ice. I wanted to race out of the theater and find Olivia, but I had to stay back to help our lighting head fix some stuff. 
I got out of there 13 minutes later and threw my coat and scarf on. My gloves and hat in hand, I raced out into the theater lobby, where to my surprise and delight, Olivia was waiting for me. Hey, she shouted with a smile on her face. Olivia lived in the opposite direction of my dorm. I hadn't walked this way before, and honestly, despite the bravado I tried to desperately exude, I had no clue where I was going. I thought at some point she would she would ask me where I lived, and I'd have to come up with some excuse, but she never pressed me for answers. She didn't even talk during the first half of the walk. I made small talk about how about the show we were both in, and managed to make her laugh a few times, which felt great. Which felt great. Then about halfway, or what felt like halfway to our house, she reached out and took my hand. She held on with a firm grip, and even through my gloves, I could feel her soft, smooth hands touching mine. Alex, can I be... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's weird. Alex, can I be honest with you? She asked. Sure, I told her. She stopped walking, I stopped too, and she turned to face me. I like you, Alex. I've liked you for a long time, but I've never really had the chance to tell you. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. For a moment, I considered the possibility that I was dreaming, but after I noticed a woman in the distance walking our way, I figured that was too specific a detail to be all in my head. Olivia, I started. This is crazy, but I like you too, and I have for a really long time. Aw, romance. It sounded better in my head, but it got the point across. Then, she leaned over and kissed me. Passionately. This was my first kiss. It was insane. It felt like I was living in a movie. Our lips parted briefly, and I wasn't sure what to think. I saw, in peripherals, that a wom- that the woman from before was close by now, and I moved to the side to make room for her to pass. I just feel like I should be honest with you, Olivia continued. It was an odd way of phrasing it. Felt, you mean, I joked. She smiled and then turned. Excuse me, she said. It wasn't to me. She had stopped and asked the woman who, by this point, was right in front of us. Sorry, the woman responded. I noticed how she had earbuds in, and she reached up to remove them in hopes of hearing what she had been asked. She never did. With one swift motion, Olivia reached over and broke her neck. I didn't know what to think, feel, or do. The woman's lifeless body fell to the ground in a revolting, broken heap. Without a moment to spare, Olivia bent down and leaned over the woman's abdomen. That's when I noticed the claws. Olivia's fingers, the same fingers which moments ago were interlocked with my own, now had vicious, knife-like fingernails protruding from their tips. With that smile still painted on her face, she pierced the woman's chest with the nails and slowly began to cut. She moved her fingernails in a surgical manner, being sure to be neat. After a moment, Olivia retracted her hand and peeled the skin back, creating an opening in the woman's belly. In the cold night air, I could feel her fleeting body heat radiating from the freshly formed hole in her chest. Then Olivia, both hands inside, or then Olivia, both of her hands inside and pulled Oops. Then Olivia put both of her <laughs> hands inside and pulled out the woman's intestines. She took them up in her hands, and I watched in horror as her jaw opened wider than I'd ever known possible. It looked like a snake, an inch- unhinging its jaws to eat an egg. She placed the heaping mound of organ tissue into her elongated mouth and then closed it, returning it to its normal size. Then she reached in again, retrieving another head of organs, hand of organs, and repeated the process. I watched. I didn't know what else to do. At first, I silently prayed that someone else would come, that someone would see what was happening and call the police so I could be saved from this unfolding horror. But then, after considering how easily Olivia dispatched of the last one, I prayed and said that no one would hear and come to investigate. I prayed that no one else would fall victim to this inhumane terror. As I stood there, contemplating these prayers, I noticed something. Each time Olivia removed her hands from the woman's chest, the blood which sat upon them seemed to trickle off like water over oil. It never stuck to her skin. It never stained her hands despite the brutal actions they were engaged in. Her hands remained as clean as they had always been. The same could be said for the rest of her skin. 
Only her clothes were success susceptible. <laughs> Only her clothes were susceptible to the flowing. Susceptible. Susceptible. Let me see what word. It's that one. Yeah, susceptible. All right. Only her clothes were susceptible to the flowing red liquid. With a pop, I watched her dislodge the woman's heart, and finally heaving it into her open snake mouth, she emptied the cavity she had created. I thought perhaps the nightmare was over, but then she reached up with her hands and cupped the woman's head. Repositioning her head to be over the woman's, she quickly unhinged her jaw once more and slowly swallowed the woman's head whole. When her mouth had covered the, everything up to the neck, a sickening sound was produced as the swiftly decapitated the body, as she swiftly decapitated the body with her teeth, which I now saw were jagged and razor sharp. She swallowed the head in a matter of a second before wiping her lips and standing up again to face me. That smile, that darn smile that used to make me melt, it was still painted across her face. It never left her, hip, her lips the whole time she was on the ground, feeding. What's wrong, she asked. Her tone was pathetic. She seemed more frightened by my disgust than I was by her actions. It was as if she could truly not place the origin of my discomfort. I fell back horrified. What are you? She looked taken aback. For a moment, the smile faded. I thought in an instant I would be next. Then, the smile returned as quickly as it had left. Well, I guess I'm your serial killer, she said as if it was a joke. And as she said it, she began to giggle, then chuckle, then laugh. She found it hysterical. Come on, big guy, she said. You still have, a, you still have to walk me home. Big guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to her apartment about five minutes later. I don't remember anything during the rest of the walk. I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. When we, when we reached her home, she turned again to face me. Alex, you're covered in blood. I looked down at myself. I hadn't noticed it before, but she was right. My clothes were stained. It looked bad. I'm fine, I said. I was so far gone at this point, in the pale moonlight, I barely noticed it. Her hands, her clean hands, she didn't have any fingerprints. I woke up the next morning at her house, in her bed. My arm was draped over her body. We were both unclothed. But I had no memory of how I found myself in this position. I got out of the, I got out of the bed without waking her and moved about the room, finding my clothes. When I was dressed and found my backpack, I prepared to walk out the front door. As I was leaving, I heard her calling from her bedroom, Alex, where are you going? I didn't answer. I got back to my dorm room around noon. Jason was sitting there with blinds drawn, drawn playing a video game. Dude, you look like crap. The comment scared me for a moment. I had forgotten about the blood. I looked down at myself and noticed that my clothes seemed completely clean. She must have washed them. I had a rough night, was the only explanation I gave Jason before collapsing onto my bed. For the next six hours. When I woke up later that night, I had multiple missed texts from Olivia. She wanted to know if I was okay if I was safe. She apologized for the night before, but I still wasn't sure what had happened. My clothes were clean. Had I just dreamed it? Some friends of mine told me Olivia was into LSD. I wonder if maybe this was a result of the bad trip. They found the woman's body later that day, and social media lit up. The serial killer had struck again. I haven't answered any of Olivia's texts. She keeps sending me, uh, she keeps sending them and seems genuinely apologetic, but I mean, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to respond to this? What is going on? I thought about going to the cops, but, but like, with what? What do I even have to give them? What did I even see? I don't know what to do. I haven't left my room for the past week. I keep emailing my professors and telling them I'm sick, but I'm not sure how much longer that will work. I had to tell someone. I had to. So I did. I told Jason. Just now. Not 20 minutes ago. He didn't know what to think. He told me I need to relax and take a deep breath. I told him my theory about the acid trip, and he figured that that was the most logical answer. He could tell I was really shaken up. So he offered to talk to Olivia for me. He's a really nice guy, like that, and a really good friend, 
It was a really nice thing for him to do. It's funny, though. I don't remember them being good friends. I guess he's just trying to help. Who knows? Maybe this might blow all blow over in the end. I'm trying to think positively. Anyways, I'm thinking I should get some sleep. I don't want to freak myself out. I don't think the drugs have left my system yet because I'm seeing things. I'm sure I just need to rest. But, but I could have sworn when he was talking to me and grabbed my shoulder with his smooth hands and told me everything was okay. I caught a glimpse of my roommate's hands and I could have sworn he had no fingerprints. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no fingerprints, just like Olivia. Hmm. So, Homeboy was on acid. That's his rationale. Okay. Yeah. Being on acid, you see things, clearly. But that's something to see, you know? That is something to see. And then waking up and it coming out from the news that that person is actually dead. Yeah. Like, like I've seen delusion. <laughs> delusion. Delulu is not a Salulu, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, I would also, I mean... If that happened to me, I would rationalize it in the best way possible. I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, okay. You would just move on? You wouldn't say anything? I think so. Honestly, I don't think it would bother me that much. If I really thought I was going crazy or, like, I had been on drugs, if I had been on drugs, I don't know. I think he was, like, assuming that maybe he, like, I don't know. He said LSD trip, but Olivia was not LSD, and if they kissed then maybe some of that, like... <laughs> that LSD in, juice. <laughs> right. Some of the LSD juice went into his body. I'm not sure how it works. Anyways, but, like, I would be like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. She didn't She didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I would transfer. I would transfer, too. Blocking all their numbers, getting a new phone number, going anywhere else. But also, if you witnessed that, you know how scared you would be. And Terrifying. I feel like Olivia would just, like, hunt you down and eat you, too. Not if she's sober. Sober from eating people, girl? No, sober from LSD. Wait, is she on LSD too? No, no. Oh. This is not. Oh. From, wait, she. Well. Okay. This is not from Olivia's point of view. This Olivia was the killer. Oh. Sorry, I'm gonna fall asleep. We don't turn the light back on. Perfect. Olivia it's was. Time. Olivia was the killer. She's the one eating people. Mm. And also a fun. I'm not sure if you caught it, but it mentioned earlier that Olivia's. She didn't have any fingerprints. Right. Like, none at all. Right. And then at the end, this guy's roommate, doesn't Jason, have doesn't have any fingerprints. So I feel like they, Jason set this guy up, I don't know, like, for a date or whatever, because Olivia didn't eat him. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. What if they're working together? Uh, probably. And I feel like if he tried to go to the police or, like, tried to call the police, Jason would have just ate him, too. Probably, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that was a really fun story. <laughs> I that really, was fun. I really like that. Um, I really like that. I'm not sure if I said I had three, but I only have two. Um, oh, so you're a liar. Yes. Actually, I have one more, but it's more, it hits closer to home. What does that mean? Um, we have an allegedly haunted building on this campus. So why aren't you reading the story? I'm not, I'm going to read an excerpt from, ooh, you see this website? Yeah. It's from, uh, I like a haunted houses. It's like a forum, basically. Uh, but it says, the story that has floated around this university for decades involves two female roommates in the 1960s that decided to re- remain on campus during a school break. 
Supposedly, one of the girls left the room to go take a shower, but was gone for a suspiciously long time. When the other girl went to investigate, she stood frozen by the door as a set of scratching noises accompanied by a scream from the hallway. Scream came from the hallway. Out of seemingly nowhere, a repairman walked out by outside the dorm's window and yelled up that everything was okay and for the girl to stay in her room. She obliged out of crippling fear, but as it turns out, the other girl had been blank and murdered. I won't say that here. Uh, rumors suggest that the spirit of the murdered girl never left that building, instead staying to terrify future classes of girls with screaming and crying bouts. In a strange twist on the regular ghost story, the murderer was apparently arrested and served time in a mental institution, only to die in the mid-1980s. Since then, the sightings of the murdered girl's ghost have been few and far between, as it is believed that she has now found peace. And that is for a building not far from this very library. No, and it's not... My freshman year, that website is how I found out mm-hmm. about that because I looked it up because people were talking about it and I was like, that's not true. That's not lying. I was like, that doesn't happen in the middle of nowhere. Truly. And then I was like, actually, that is exactly what would happen in the middle of nowhere. And my friends one night, they were like, we should go walk around it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should do anything but that mm, right because there's like cameras still around the building yeah and it's shut off like you can't trespass right so if you get caught like you know jail UPD, prison quite literally <laughs> and i had already applied for a job and if you get in any kind of trouble you lose said job mm-hmm. and i didn't want to lose said job so i went with them during the day and then they went again at night and there was like you could get it was like, we found a way to get in. We found a way to get in. And I was like, I'm not going in that building, guys. No, for real. What is wrong with your friends? <laughs> yeah. One, I want my job. And two, uh-uh. But it wasn't... It was like a group I was a part of, not like my two close friends freshman year. It was like... This group was wild. They would do quite literally anything. But I was banking on this job, and I was not going to lose it because I wanted to go into that building. Right. I will do it my senior year. Like, I'll consider it. I don't know. They're bringing the building back online. Yeah. Isn't that next year? I don't know. They're doing renovations on it now. But my college, like the Criminal Justice College, is moving up there, which is weird. I'm glad I'm missing that, though. Um, That's interesting. Anyways, I am a very skeptical person, especially when it comes to things that I don't have, like, concrete evidence for, or it seems that things that just seem fishy. So... Uh, I don't really have any paranormal stories for myself because, as I mentioned, I would try to rationalize it away. But there's this one time, freshman year, (laughs) (laughs) that, uh, do you remember that old, like, ghost radio app type thing? Oh, yeah. That picked up on, like, electromagnetic frequencies in the air? Yeah. Uh, My friends and I were walking through campus in the middle of the night because there wasn't anything else to do. Uh, It was a COVID year. It was 2020. Uh, And we passed by one of the graveyards that we have on campus. I know it's weird we have graveyards on campus. Ignore it. Uh, <laughs> Heavy on the angle. And from the little ghost radio thing, we heard knife, 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 knife. I wonder if it picked it up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it was weird. That was my only paranormal experience here. Uh, do you have any? Not for on campus, but I used to work at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like, it's an it's an old camp because most camps are. And down the street from this camp was the Poinsett Bridge, mm-hmm. and it was built forever ago, and everyone says it's haunted, so we used to always walk down there, or like drive down there, and my mom had those apps. I don't remember anything weird happening, but I'm sure she does. However, 
However, recently we got a new dog, Bruno, mm-hmm. December eighteenth of twenty twenty one. Okay, uh-huh. it was right after my first semester of college. That dog is a skinwalker. I I can believe that. Like he, everyone has a dog, or everyone that has a dog says. Oh, he has so much personality. He's so... Wah, 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 wah. No, 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 no. Bruno has too much personality. He has too many facial expressions. Too many human-like mannerisms. The dog will give you a hug. Oh. We right. did not teach him that. No one taught him he's that. He's just affectionate. No, he's creepy. <laughs> he also has this face where he pouts, okay? Mm-hmm. So I come home Tuesday night. I was leaving Wednesday. And the dogs can tell I'm leaving because I'm packing, obviously. So Bruno comes to my door. Mind you, this dog is not allowed in my room unless I invite him in because I don't want him to leave his creepy little skinwalker goblins in my room because he's weird. Right, right. (laughs) So he's just sitting at the doorway, like right before the threshold. And he is looking at me with the poutiest pout on his face. And I was like, do you want a hug? And so he, like, put his little ears back, and I told him he could come in, and I sit down on the ground. He sits right in front of me, and he hugs me. Also, when he hugs you, both of his paws are on your shoulders. Like, if you're sitting crisscross applesauce, okay? Mm -hmm. You put your head, like, kind of in the curve of his neck. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know know how hugs work, girl. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he will put all of the weight of his head on you. It is adorable. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not, but it's creepy nonetheless. So, anyways... Then I was like, all right, that's enough. Get out. Okay. He goes back to sit at the threshold. He's still pouting. I turn around for probably an extended period of time. I don't know. It's like five-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm putting stuff in, <laughs> in a bag. I turn around. Dog has went and gotten a toy. Sat it in front of him. Both on the opposite side of the threshold still. All right. And he is looking at me pouting. And I was like, go away. <laughs> anywhere but here. So I played with him, obviously, because the one day that he unzips, like, I know he's going to go for me because I bully him because I know he's a skinwalker. And my parents were like, don't say that to him because what if he really is one? But I know he's a skinwalker. And I'm going <laughs> to let him know that I know because I'm prepared for the day that that dog unzips. You know, skinwalkers don't unzip. They just, like, transform. Yeah, but it's funnier to think about him unzipping. <laughs> <laughs> From his little dog costume? Yeah. I, I know, like, I I don't like being home alone in the dark with that dog. He is creepy. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't like love that. Love him, though. Uh, you know, like, Skinwalker uh, tales or, like, Legends of Skinwalkers is very popular in this area specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, a set of rules that you can't do while you're in the woods, at, like, is it during the day or after dark. Because, like... Yeah. Okay, so skinwalkers, they're shapeshifters, basically. They can take the form of anything, and they can also mimic uh, voices. Like, you can hear somebody calling your name that you would know, or you can hear, like, a woman screaming for help or a baby crying. That's one creepy. That's very creepy. Uh, also, I'm not I, I'm not a hero, so I'm not going towards anything. I don't care if you're calling my name. Um, well, I have one after you. Uh, okay, but anyways, there's this, like, whole set of rules of, like, you're not supposed to sing after dark. You're not supposed to whistle after dark. If you whistle, they'll follow you home. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of things. And I whistle frequently. He does. After outside. Du- outside after dark. 
and it's I, I don't want that for me because I can't do I can't do it anyways what do you have to say I totally forgot about this until you said women screaming mm-hmm. one time my freshman year we were I don't remember what group I was with but we were walking to our car and it was like a mile walk to get to the car and you know the freshman lot mm-hmm. there's like that bridge in the creek yeah okay we're like where the new residence halls are mm-hmm. and they're still being built and we hear like screaming it was really off-putting obviously yeah but we still we keep walking because we want to go to the car and again the screaming just gets louder and louder because we're getting closer to it and so we were like what the dog and someone was like oh somebody needs help and i was like Mm-mm. I, was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I was like no no no, we're all going to quickly walk to the car or we're going to quickly walk back home truly so we went to the car but then on yik yak and we love yik yak the the most reliable news source i know exactly everybody was talking about it everybody really? and i was like well i'm glad we're not crazy but also what is going on in the woods it was like late it was probably 11 p.m to 1 a.m somewhere okay. in that window but i completely forgot about that until you said that yeah i would have blocked that out of my memory too <laughs> you should ask maddie about her skinwalker story well it's her friend it happened to her friend but anyways I will. um it was very interesting Alrighty, that was fun is it time i think it is time Spooky outro time. Okay, that concludes the very special, very spooky episode of Coffee and Cream. Uh, This was my episode, and I mainly chose it uh, because I mentioned the podcast I listen to. It's called Scared to Death with Dan and Lindsay Cummins. Uh, Please sponsor us, uh, that being said. Uh, It's a good podcast, and I listen to it almost every day, even though I am a scaredy cat at, like, heart. But uh, at the end of the day, some some scary stories do put me on edge. But others leave me with, like, a strong side eye. I'm like, really? 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 (laughs) Are you sure? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween. uh, But the chance to creep Carly out was very fun, I'd say. And she was was shaking. In my blazers, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, she's wearing Nike blazers. I thought you had paid someone to, like come open the door like hide under the table or something and like grab my feet which (laughs) would have been really funny (laughs) that's so cool yeah so next year oh wait oh jk (laughs) um that's (laughs) i should have done that you kept looking behind me during the yeah yeah because i was like i'm convinced that you would pay someone to do that like cj's just sitting under the table i would i would certainly sit on that side if i was going to do that because if somebody came up behind the door and, like, jiggled the doorknob, I would scream and probably pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then, again, if you were like, I need that side today, I'd be like, no, you don't need that side today. <laughs> you thought you had me, didn't you? Did you even lock that door? You didn't lock the door. See, someone's going to... No, gonna, I did. No, you did not. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh. It doesn't go all the way in? No, I don't think so. Or maybe just... Okay. I don't know. Sorry I capped on you for that. Um. Anyways, Carly, do you have anything to add? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Ray worked really hard on this episode. I actually didn't do anything but sit here and talk to Ray, which I do anyways. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point, actually. <laughs> yeah. Big, mega, huge, enormous thank you to our friends and families for all of their support throughout however long we've been doing this. We really appreciate it. Mwah. And thank you to you all for listening week after week. Well, you know, pretty consistently. I appreciate it. And we, we love, do. We love talking, so... Thanks for listening. Uh, Anyways, that is all for this week's episode of Coffee and Cream. We thank you for listening to Carly and I talk for 
40-ish minutes straight. Well, mostly me talk. I need some water for real. Uh, a special you need thanks some gum, too. Oh, wow. Uh, a special thanks to our friends and family for their constant and continued support. And as always, be safe, be smart, and happy Halloween. Or whatever you celebrate, really. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye! Ooh. Ooh.